good to be here. Amen. So good to be in this place. I'm, I am very, very impressed with every, every person that I've met uh, and talked to here. The people that I talk to here in about five minutes, sometimes five or ten seconds, I can tell they, they walk with God. They don't just attend church. They walk with God. And that is something that you would not believe if I told you is a rare trait. A lot of people go to church all over the place. While, while we travel on deputation, my wife and our missionaries to the country of Luxembourg, and while we travel on deputation, we are sometimes in 200 or more churches I preach in in one year's time. I see a lot of things. You don't see a lot of people that walk with God. And so I want you to know that I applaud you. I give you a heartfelt uh, applause. I appreciate the leadership here. Uh, give honor to the worship team, all that they do. Give honor to the, the prayer, men's prayer, prayer team, prayer leaders, Pastor Wright, Bishop Wright. Give honor to them. This is a powerful place. I was telling Brother Lavester Johnson about a week ago and all the places that I've been this is a unique place in a good way it's a unique place the power of God is settled upon this place and God has definite plans for this local body to participate in kingdom work in this end time definite plans amen and I I won't keep you standing long. In fact, I may just read a few scriptures and then I'll, I'll let you sit down. I know how it is. I'll go ahead and read out of 1 Peter in the New Testament. 1 Peter chapter 1. These are some verses that came to me last week. And I haven't been able to get away from them and I knew... I knew then it's what the Lord would have me minister from tonight. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 13. It says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end. For the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy. So be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. You're welcome to be seated if you'd like. I, I thought for sure tonight I would probably tell you a little bit about how I came to be in the kingdom of God. 
and then how I came to be called as a missionary to the country of Luxembourg. And um, about five or six days ago, I woke up, and as soon as I woke up, we do morning devotion every morning with my kids, and I teach the children uh, first thing in the morning out of the Bible. And as soon as I woke up, there was one word in my spirit, and that word was holiness. And I thought, now that's, that's strange. And the word was just holiness, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't go away. It was just sort of pulsating. And it came back to me a little bit later that morning, and the Lord had me revisit the scriptures that I just read to you. And for the next two days, these scriptures were just going through my mind, and God was speaking to me very specific things out of these passages of scripture. And I feel to tell you this evening that these words have everything to do with where we are going and what we are going to do. These words were written by the Apostle Peter to the church. They were written at the time to what were they were called strangers, but they were written while they were in a land that they were strangers to. And these people, though they were called strangers, they were God's elect. They were in a place where they were misfits, but these people, the scripture says, had been sanctified by his spirit and been cleansed by his blood. They were strange people, but they were his elect. The things that were written was because of who they were. These scriptures, these scriptures begin with one word, it's wherefore. And everything that is written in the 12 previous verses was written because of who these people are and where they are. These were the instructions that were given to them because of who they were and where they were at the time. And the instructions were about 9 or 10 different things that had to do with their mindset. Brother Barr, just a minute ago, just exhorting, giving a little bit of direction, said you've got to get the right mindset. And I feel a great call going out from the Lord to His people that there is going to have to be a completely different mindset than most people are used to if we are going to do what God is calling us to do. We are not going to be able to see and do and participate in the unprecedented while still doing things as usual and things like we've always done them. We cannot think like we've always thought and see things we've never seen. We cannot think like the world but call ourselves the church. We've got to have a completely different mindset. It's going to be a different kind of mind that is distinctly different than everything that they will tell you is nice, natural, normal, real, or acceptable. It's going to be something that only God can give us. The world can't tell us how to be holy. They can't tell us who and what God is. 
The only ones that can define that is those that have seen him. It's going to be those that have looked into the throne room of where he sits and seen him high and lifted up. They are the only ones that are able to walk out of that place and say what we are and who we are and what it's going to look like and how we ought to speak and what we ought to think like and what's proper and what's not, what's acceptable and what isn't. It's only those that have been with Him that have walked out of a secret place of the Most High and have been able to tell people that He is holy. There is something about being God's elect that is distinctly different than everything else around us. The mindset that we must have is something that can only be given from Him. Only something that can be imparted from Him. There's only one place to get it and you don't get it from reading books. You can read the Word of God and still miss it big. You can still clap your hands and praise Him and miss it from a mile off. You've got to find your place in His throne room. You've got to make your way into where He is. You've got to go to that secret place with Him. You've got to see Him face to face and let there be an exchange of identity where the old mind is gone and a new mind is given. Where the old way of thinking is something that is gone and a new way that's given is something that we now walk in. It's not going to be church as usual. Let me tell you the things that God has shown me that we call unprecedented, we don't even have a benchmark for. Unprecedented means it's never happened. You can't act like you've seen what He's going to do. You can't act like you're ready for what He's about to do. We don't have anything to gauge it. We don't have anything to measure it. We've got no idea what's about to come or how big it's going to be. All we can do is get into that place with Him and yield ourselves to His voice, submit to His ways, and let God show us what we're going to do and how we're going to do it and where we're going to walk, and what we're going to expect. He's the one that's going to give the battle plan. It's going to come from Him and nobody else. It's going to come from His throne and no one else's. We've got to get the mindset that comes from Him. We're the elect of God, and we've been given dominion. We have it, but we need to exercise it. You've been given dominion, but we've got to use it to take dominion over our minds. The enemy's going to attack you on every front right here. Because this is the place that he's going to try to push you off course. Gird up the loins of your mind. Because of who you are and because of where you are and because of the words that God has spoken, you're not going to see the promises of God that he's given you come to pass while you're expecting the world to satisfy those desires. You're not going to walk into that place with him and accidentally bump into the fulfillment of those prophecies with no altar and no anointing and no refreshing and no glory and no Shekinah. You're not going to bump in to the things that He's promised walking around by the course of this world.
We cannot let them dictate to us. We cannot let the spirit of the age dictate to us what it is we're going to do in our mind. This is how you're going to win your battles. This is how we are going to know what to do. Jesus himself said, you must love the Lord God with all your heart, all your soul, and all of your... First Peter 1.13 in the New Living Translation says it a little bit different. He says, so prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. You've got to get ready because something big is coming unprecedented isn't just believe me it's not just for this church it includes this church but it is the church globally that God is going to use there will be miracles and signs and wonders on a level we've never yet measured before we've never yet experienced before but it's going to happen when we yield to his mindset You can get talked out of a miracle in five minutes flat. You can be kept from where God's taking you in no time at all if your mind is just pressed by the enemy or influenced by this fallen world. In one moment, you're bumped off of the course that he had you on that was headed for victory. There are resources that are planted in an invisible dimension that you cannot see that God's already provided what you need. He's already got the money waiting on you. He's already got the people waiting for what needs to be done. He's already got the resources warehoused in place. He's got them cashed in places. Angels are waiting to be dispatched and they are, they're not moving. We have got to be led to those places at that time so we can get the resources that are necessary to do what the kingdom requires. If we're bumped off course, we lose all the resources. If we miss it by half a mile, we don't get the things he promised. If the enemy can just get you to think like the world. For one day, the entire year could be forfeited. If the enemy can just get you to decide you're going to entertain yourself with what he's offering. For one day, your, your entire family could lose its course. That's why he says, be sober. Be sober. Intoxicated people don't listen. When you try to tell them, you, they will not be helped. You can try to help them and it doesn't do any good. You can lift them up, they fall right back down. You can give them instructions and they fall all over the place. You can try to reason with them and they're not going to do anything different. They're intoxicated. They are under the influence of things they cannot control. It's got control of them and they can't control it. And the Lord is speaking through the apostle Peter to his church saying, you better be sober. 
You don't need to let your mind be under the influence of anything else or you're going to be intoxicated. I'm trying to speak to you, but you're not cooperating. I'm trying to give you instruction, but you're not cooperating because you're intoxicated. You've fallen for it. You're going after it. You're chasing things you should never chase. You're loving things you should walk away from. You're desiring things you should have given up on long ago. You're intoxicated. And I'm trying to speak to you. I'm trying to lead you where you need to go. So be sober. Sober is the opposite of out of control. Sober is the opposite of sluggish and sleepy. Sober is the opposite of staggering around. People that are intoxicated, they're easily swayed with carnal things. He says, be sober. That means cognizant, fully aware, and in command of your faculties. Be alert. Be ready for action because we're moving forward. And anybody that's just sitting with their arms folded waiting to see what's going to happen, I'm afraid you may just miss it because he's already given fair warning that you need to be sober. You need to be alert. You need to be aware. You need to be ready. You need to have on the whole armor of God. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and go after the things of the Spirit. I feel it beating in my heart. I feel it pounding in my ears that he's calling out to his people saying, don't fall for it now. We're getting so close to the end. Don't fall for it now. The hour's getting so late. Don't get mesmerized by all the technology and the trinkets and the gadgets. Don't look at the bright red things that will dangle in front of your eyes. It's not time to fall in love with that. Be sober. Being sober means not escaping reality. That's why people drink. They're trying to escape reality. You've got to unplug that thing. Shut your computer. Walk away from all of that that's being piped into your heart. Shut off those things that don't need to get into your eyes. It's about your mindset. He's after your mindset. The enemy would love to change your mindset. Because you are God's elect. You are destined for victory. His hand is upon you. He's got things placed in your future that you're going to lay hold of. That's going to unlock God's plan for your life. Don't get drunk now. Don't get drunk now. Be sober. More than just physical intoxication. In this context, sober means to not be influenced by the spirit of the age. You've got to shake yourself. I don't know how much of this the Lord is going to let me share right now. I promise you there's plenty. You've got to shake yourself. I mean shake yourself. 
I mean shake yourself in the presence of God and say search me and see if there be any unclean thing in me seek me out search my heart look and see if there's anything in me that needs to change create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit I want to have clean hands and a clean heart I need you to search me Romans 8 and 5 says, For they that are after, listen to this, they that are after the flesh, they do mind the things of the flesh. They can't help it. But they that are after the Spirit, see now they mind the things of the Spirit. I actually like the King James Version a whole lot right here. Because it tells you exactly what you need to know. They're minding the wrong thing. This means that they are coming under the governance and dominion. Those that are after the flesh, if that's what you are after, if that's what you're taking notice in, all of a sudden you come under its authority. And now it's got dominion over you. It's governing you and guiding your mindset. Your mind is under its influence and you are no longer in control of it. But they that are after the Spirit, they mind the things of the Spirit. The dictates, the direction, the governance of the Holy Ghost becomes the thing that's guiding our mind. And I'll tell you that it was just some time ago I was preaching down in Louisiana. And the Lord showed me. He said, I need you to go. And he listed. There were several churches throughout a whole area. And he said, I just need you to speak what I put in your mouth. And what he said was, there are my people that are filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in my name have come into agreement with things they should never be in league with. They are shaking hands with the enemy. Now, Brother Isaac, if you and I shake hands, anybody in here can see, well, there's... There's something going on between these two. I'm, I'm on the other side of the room. I can't see what it is. I don't know what they just said, but something just took place. And the Lord showed me Holy Ghost filled people shaking hands with devils. And they were leading churches. I won't tell you which ones. But I walked into some of them and said exactly what God told me to say. And there were people that were in there that were in league with satanic forces. An entire district had multiple places where people that were leading congregations were under the influence and being directed by satanic forces. What I am speaking to you tonight is search yourself right now and ask yourself in the fear of God. Is there anything in your life that you're allowing that is not submitted to his authority? Is there anything in your life that is not submitted to his authority? Because if it is there, you are shaking hands with demonic spirits. You are agreeing with him. You're shaking hands with things that are going to take control of you. They're not there just to take you out on a date. They're there to be wed to you and produce illegitimate offspring. 
I said you got to shake yourself. Shake yourself and pull your hand back and get away from it and say, I'm breaking agreement with you. Whatever it is, you let the Holy Ghost point it out to you right now so nobody else has to. And you be honest with yourself and say, I'm going to break agreement with you. I don't agree with you any longer. You're getting out of my home. You're getting out of my family. And you're not staying here anymore. I am pulling my hand back. I'm shaking myself. I'm going to be sober and alert. And I am against you. I am against you. I'm not for you. I'm not on your side. I'm not your friend. I don't want anything you're selling. I got nothing for you. And I'll take nothing from you. I am on the Lord's side. I am on the Lord's side. And somebody tonight needs to shake themselves. And you need to pull your hand back. And break agreement. With those seducing spirits that are trying to get you to change your mind. They're trying to make, take your mindset in a direction it does not need to go. Because the hour is so late that God has plans for you. God has plans for his people. This is not the time to shake hands with the devil. This is not the time. I'm talking about a spirit of Jezebel. A lot of people, when I talk about Jezebel, they all of a sudden assume I'm talking about harlotry. But Jezebel, I'll tell you one of the defining characteristics of Jezebel. Harlotry, yeah. Prostitution, of course. I'll tell you why. Because the spirit of Jezebel, its root source is disloyalty. And she's not going to be loyal to anybody. She'll use you and she'll leave. She'll get what she wants and she's walking away. And there is a spirit of Jezebel coming among God's people, tantalizing, lying, and seducing, saying, if you'll just come over here for a little bit, I'll give you what you've been waiting for. You've been in a season where you're waiting for God to deliver and he's not coming through with the good. But if you'll just let me give you a quick hug, you'll feel some relief for a moment and you'll get something quick and fast and automatic and it's going to soothe that thing in your heart that you've been waiting on. But let me tell you, it's a trap. That is a spirit of disloyalty. You've been baptized in the name of Jesus. You are God's elect you are not supposed to shake hands with her or anybody else. God is not going to let you down. God is going to be found faithful. He's not a liar. He's not a man that he can lie. He's not going to leave you wanting. He's not going to leave his people with empty hands. He's going to come through. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. And hope to the end. The instructions he gave was hope 
to the end. Hang on. Don't give in now. There's too much riding on it. The enemy wants you to focus right now on the things that you're facing and get overwhelmed with the immediate. He's trying to leverage uncertainty in the world and use it against God's people and say, if you're going to get anything now, you better do it by my means because you're going to wait too long if you wait on him. He's trying to get people to compromise. Compromise. But if you look to the end, that's where your hope is. The Lord told me in that one word holiness, He says, I need you to reassure my people that there is hope in His holiness. See that word holiness, I was thinking, Jesus, what is going on? You're telling me all this stuff about mindset and you're telling me all this stuff about the enemy and your plans and God, your people. Holiness. If I say the word holiness, they're going to go, oh, Lord. Because we've been trained to think, oh, it's legalism and it's standards and it's rules and it's regulation. When holiness is the essence of the most high God. Holiness is the character and nature and essence of who he is. And the devil don't want you thinking about holiness. Because if you get a fresh revelation of holiness, the kingdom of God is going to show up. Holiness is a physical manifestation of the kingdom of God. Holiness is a physical manifestation of the kingdom of God that already exists but hasn't yet been seen. When you see somebody walking in holiness, that is evidence that God's kingdom is real. When you experience holiness, that's evidence that Jesus Christ exists. When you see someone demonstrating holiness... That is evidence that God's kingdom has come among you. I see it all the time. We go places and people look at my wife and they go, look at that. Look at that lady over there. Because it's a different thing. It's a strange thing to see someone that looks like that. But I'll tell you what. When he comes back and he sets up his government and he's got his throne, that's going to be the order of the day. That's going to be the norm. That's going to be what everybody, everybody that's in his kingdom is going to exhibit the holiness of God because that is evidence of his identity. That's evidence of who he is. And the enemy is trying to combat holiness on every level so that you in your mind distort what God really is. The world will tell you all holiness isn't all that. They don't know. They'll tell you all holiness doesn't require X, Y, and Z. They've never seen him. They've never seen him. They can't tell me what he is. They can't tell me what he looks like. They can't tell me how he is. They can't tell me what to do or how to live or how it ought to be. They've never seen him. When you see him, you'll never forget him. When you see him, it'll change your life. When you see him, it is going to change everything you do. When you see him, it is going to change your mindset. You'll never think the same again. You'll never expect the same things again. Because his holiness is evidence of the miraculous. His heaven, oh, 
That is the glory of God. His holiness is the glory of God. When you see him high and lifted up, miracles are no longer impossible. See, sometimes we try, Brother Barr, to get people to come on in to the water a little bit further and come on in to where he is because you've not seen him in a while. If you did get a glimpse at him, you didn't see him where he is. Maybe you saw him on your phone or in a museum on a picture, but you didn't see him. Because if you see Jesus Christ as he is, where he is, nobody's got to tell you to lift up those arms. And nobody's got to tell you to come into his presence with singing. Nobody's got to tell you that miracles are possible and blind eyes can open. That's a given when you've seen him. It's an automatic assumption. Once you've been in his presence and you've seen his glory, there is nothing impossible to those that believe. And if you don't believe, you've got to get into his glory. You've got to step into that place where he is and you will have faith. That's the reason people struggle to lay hands on the sick. They don't expect them to recover because a lot of the things we're involved in in the church world, we talk about let's be involved in this and let's press on for that. Half of it seems pointless. The other half seems impossible. We don't see what we're expecting from what we already did and we don't even know if we can see what it is we're hoping for. But when you see him, when you see him, that's the mindset we are supposed to take to them. See, that throws people off. Oh, we're supposed to give them a testimony or share a track. No, you're not. Give him him. You're not supposed to. No. Give them him. Peter said, silver and gold, I don't have it. But what I've got, I can give to you. I saw him. I walked with him. I was there. I've already been around him. I can give you what he gave me. I'm going to give you the Lord Jesus Christ. Now get up and walk. He didn't have to wonder if it was possible. He wasn't questioning if it could happen. He had already seen him. That's the mindset the enemy is after, ladies and gentlemen. That is the mindset that the enemy is trying to get out of your thinking. Is that all things are possible. What you saw in that secret place is real. I was, I was young in the Lord still, only a few years and... I was on staff at a church in Texas and I was wanting to see what I believed for was not seeing it. Young in the Lord, laid down in a floor of a rented room. I was renting from a friend of mine and had the house to myself and laid down on the carpet and my nose began to bleed. And I thought, now this is ridiculous. I, all I want to do is 
is talk to the Lord. And I lay on the ground and I think this will not stop. And I thought, you know what? Nobody's here. I'll clean it up. I don't care. Don't let it stop you. Don't let anything. The moment you decide I'm walking into his presence, everything will try to stop you. It doesn't matter who it is, what it is. Hide your phone in another room. Do whatever you got to do. But if you decide I'm going in to be with him, don't let anything stop you. Because that's going to change everything. I was just laying there on my back and blood was on my face and I thought, I don't even care. And I just began to intercede in the Holy Ghost. I just began to travail and, and call upon His name. And all of a sudden, I was, I was hearing myself pray in the Spirit, in tongues. But I was as, it was as if I was somewhere else listening to me. I could hear myself speaking in tongues, but it was distant. It was far off. And all of a sudden, I saw this curtain in front of me. And I thought, well, I'm going to get close. And when I went close to it, I felt something behind there I wanted to have. See, if you're not interested, you'll never even look. If you're not curious, you'll never even find your way to that place. But I thought there's something in there and I want it. I want more. See, if, if you're already getting what you want, you'll never even look for what he's got. If you're already being taken care of and satiated and taken care of by the things of this world and you're all right and you're comfortable and everything's okay here and your needs are met, you'll never even look for the real stuff. You'll never even look for the good things, the eternal riches, those unsearchable things that He's willing to give. You'll never even look if you're satisfied with what you've got. And so I reached out to that curtain and I thought, I just want to take one look. And as soon as my hand touched it, the curtain came back and there was a definite plane. There was a line, a distinguishing mark between the dimension I was in and the one that was over there. And I thought, I'm doing it. And I, I stepped over into that place and I call it that because when I got there, it was not a room that had dimensions. It was only a space that had no limits. And when I got there, everything was perfect. I was in that place and I could hear myself faintly speaking in tongues in the background. And I thought, well, that's fine. But whatever this is, and I was there in his presence for the first time, I think I had ever made it to that place. And there was no fear. There was no discouragement. There was no anxiety. There was no depression. There was no weight. I could not feel my physical self. There was no issue. There were no demands. There was no time. There was no time. What I felt was peace. What I felt was perfection. What I sensed. I did not see a bright light. But what I felt was pure and perfect and holy and good. And nothing else mattered while I was in that place. And I stayed there giving myself to it. You know how you give yourself over to stuff when you're in the world and you go deeper and you go further and you want to see what you had before. It's not good enough. And now you got to do a little bit more. Now you got to go a little bit further. Now you've got to explore a few more options. That's the way it is in the kingdom. And if you're not interested, 
That's the way it is in the kingdom. And if you're not hungry, I praise God that there's a hunger in this room. I praise God there's a thirst for righteousness in this place. Because that is what is going to get you to the place where you can see His glory. But listen to me. Me telling you the experience as I have cannot be your experience. You've got to go there yourself. You've got to step in to that place yourself. You've got to know what He looks like. You've got to hear His voice. You've got to feel His glory. You've got to understand His identity. Because when someone comes along and says, God doesn't require that of you, your pastor doesn't even have to get involved when you tell him, yeah, but I saw him. Yeah, but I was in His throne room. And when I got a look at Him, none of that stuff was there. When I got in His presence, none of that stuff was there. Starting to get quiet all of a sudden. It's starting to get quiet all of a sudden. What are you after? Those that are after the things of the flesh, they don't even want to hear about deeper things of the Spirit. Those that are after the things of the flesh, they'll dial you out and shut you off in a minute because they don't want to go there. It's not natural. It's not usual. It's not normal. And the spirit of this age will get you to change your mindset and say, well, that's just for some people. No, that's for His people. That's for the elect. Those are for His children. That's your Father's house. That's your Father's nature. That's your Father's identity. And more than that, that's your identity. Because you're baptized in Him and took on His name. Do you want to know who you are? Get into His presence. Do you want to know what God's design is for you? Go and see His glory. Somebody just call on His name for a moment. Somebody just call on his name for a moment. got to get the mindset I'm going to I'm going to do my best with the help of God to drive this thing home until it breaks I'm going to do my best to drive this thing until the wheels fall off I'm going to drive it like I stole it He's after your mindset Somebody ought to, you know what, if somebody told you that a burglar was on his way to your house and he was going through the back door and he's about to take everything that you've got, 
Some of you would probably say, I don't think so. Excuse me for a minute. You would dismiss yourself. You would drive home and you would take care of that situation real fast because you're not going to let somebody come in and take your things and invade your privacy and jeopardize your family. You're not going to have it. But when the preacher tells you that the enemy is after your mindset, you all of a sudden get quiet when I'm telling you your future is at stake. Your family is in the balance. The enemy is trying to do that immediately and if i were notified in advance i would be telling the enemy real fast you're not doing that i love to tell the enemy no 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 that's not happening you're not doing that you're not putting that thought in my mind my family won't dress that way we won't look that way we're not allowing that in our house it's not coming in our heart we will not think like that we won't speak against those people we're not going to get interested in the world we're not going to chase after those things that are pointless we don't want that life that is death and it can never be life It's death, and it can never give life. Shake yourself. Shake yourself. You know, it was in, it was in Ezekiel. 36, it said, Israel shall be cleansed from all uncleanness. Shall be. That was Ezekiel 36. And then we know what happened in Ezekiel 37. Those people went into that valley, did they not? And we know that those were God's people. Because the scripture tells us, it says the bones of the, these are the bones of the whole house of Israel. It was God's people that went into that valley. In a sense, that was an army already when they walked in. But this is what took place. Those people, God's people, had to be brought to a point of death. They had to be brought to the end of themselves. And when they were brought to nothing in the dust, it was then that the word that had been spoken could bring them to life and get inside of them and be enacted. The prophet would have wasted his breath prophesying over them before they died. But when they came to the end of themselves, when he spoke the word, then prophesied to the wind, that resurrected them. And when they walked in, they were an army. But when they walked out, the source was different. They marched in God's people. But when they came out, they were an exceeding great army. God showed me in a vision people that are down in the dust and they're wearing armor. And they came up out of the sand. And sand is falling off 
of their armor. It's falling off of their breastplate. They're picking up swords that were laying in the dust and now they're moving with supernatural power under the mighty hand of God with a new source of strength. And that earth, that dust, the things that brought them to the death that they were in when He found them, it was falling off of them and they were a new creature moving forward under the power of the Lord. There was a different mindset. There was a different attitude. When they moved forward, the weapons of warfare were effective. Holiness is a weapon. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That's why carnality opposes holiness. Because holiness is a weapon. The enemy doesn't even want you to consider it a weapon or think about it in a weaponized way. Because that is a revelation that brings the kingdom of God into existence and shuts him down. Holiness is a weapon. We debate holiness. We argue about holiness. We sometimes even avoid holiness. Because our mindset about, well, it, everybody's got their own. You believe me when I tell you, it is a weapon. It is a weapon of warfare. And it isn't just about regulation. It is about identity and it's about revelation. It's about knowing who he is. And I'll tell you why that's important. Because when these people walked out of that valley, they were something different. Holiness is the key to your victory. Because when you get the revelation of His holiness, when you come out, it's getting real quiet right about now. It's getting real quiet right about now. When you get a revelation of God's holiness, you do things differently. When you get a revelation of His holiness, all of a sudden, victory becomes a reality. Because, see, you're arguing with mindset. The whole time God's trying to bring you something or bring you out of something, your mindset is trying to argue with whatever God is calling you to, whatever God is prompting you to do, whatever God is offering you. If it's healing... If somebody down here needs healing, it's a mindset. I'm going to go to them and, and they're going to tell you, I need healing for cancer. And you're going to say, I got nothing to offer them. I don't know what to do. What in the world am I going to say? Give them him. It's the mindset. I can walk to that person that needs healing and go, I'm just going to put my hand on them and say, Lord, please just help them. But it is a completely different mindset to walk over to that person and say, tell me what's going on with you. And they say, I've got this issue. And you say, I'm against that. I'm against that because I've seen him. I know what he looks like. I know what he intends for you. I know what's possible. I know what he can do. My mindset tells me that's off. 
That's wrong. That's not the way it should be. And God wants you to be set free from that. I'm against it. But believe me, if somebody wants to be set free from an addiction to anything and you're addicted to it, you won't be helping them get freedom. If you're shaking hands with it, you can't free people from it. If you're in league with it, you got no authority over it. If you got, if it's got dominion over you, you don't have dominion over it. It's a mindset. And when you walk up to somebody that's got something going on, you go, I don't know. But if you've been in his presence, if you've shaken yourself, if you came out of a prayer room and you just walked away from the glory and the glory's going with you, then you can speak to that person and say, this is what God wants you to have. And I'm going to usher his glory into your situation and his holiness, his purity, his perfection. That mindset is a ministry flow. When you're in the flow, you're operating in holiness. There was a lady here about a week or so ago, and I, I didn't even know. The Lord didn't even tell me what she wanted. I just felt that he said, go pray for her. And I went to the front, and I prayed with her. My wife, Sister McGuckian, they came. They were praying with her. I left. I felt I had done everything that I was supposed to say. And I, when I'm done, I'm done. And I left. Later, Sister McGuckian came and she said, she said, Brother Favor, she said, that lady, when you walked away, I stayed there with my hand on her. And she said, all of a sudden, her face changed. And she smiled. And she said, the shame is gone. It finally lifted. I'm free from shame. And I... This is what's powerful. Hey, I know he can do it. That's amazing. What was powerful to me was you can only freely give what you have freely received. And when she told me that, I knew my shame was gone. Hey, if he set you free, you can freely give what you've been delivered of. You've got to get in his presence because he's going to break it off of you. So when you walk over to somebody, your mindset, that glory, that holiness that has just been imparted to you is now imparted to them. But if you don't have it, you can't give it. I was in a prayer room. In another state, we were just praying before service. I was about to go to the pulpit and, and preach. And I was just in a room with some other men. And two men about 65 years old were standing beside me. And I put my hand on them. And I said, healing in the name of Jesus. That's all I knew to say at that moment. And I left and I went to the pulpit. And I preached. And after service, those men came to me and they said, both of us, 65 years old have struggled with chronic back pain since we were in our 20s and when you touched us both of us were immediately healed of that back pain and I said well praise God I said I didn't even know it's his glory it's identity I don't have what you would call a healing ministry but I'm a believer 
and they that believe. If you're a believer, you're the elect. And you can be used in all kinds of stuff, including all of the gifts of the Spirit. Including every gift he'll need to be used at that time. Just get into his presence. Stay in that flow and let his holiness minister. That holiness is key to your victory and it's key to setting people free. Just this morning, a wonderful man came to me over here and he said, my brother, will you pray for me? I said, what's going on? He said, he said, I... I haven't slept in months. He said, I'm just fatigued so badly. He said, I've got so much fear and I've got so much anxiety and so much depression that it just, it's attacking me. And he said, there's so much shame. And I went, wait a second. I looked at him. I said, I'm against that. I'm against all of it. But when he said shame, do you know how vicious shame is? You know you got a bishop that can teach about it really, really well. That is vicious. And it will shut people down. When you get free from shame, you're a powerhouse. When you get set free from shame, you're a powerhouse. Because you can go and unlock and unlock and unlock and set people free. And they're going to walk in the power of God's glory. I told him, I said, I'm against that. And he said, you're going to pray? I said, yeah. I said, but I'm starting with shame. And I took authority and dominion over that shame. And I said, I command that shame to leave right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we bound the fear and the depression and the anxiety. I said, you leave his body right now. And I looked at him and said, you're sleeping tonight. And I walked away. And I came back a minute ago and he came and hugged me. He said, it's gone. He said, it just lifted and it just left. It's gone. I said, that's Jesus. That's his glory. You can set people free. But he doesn't want you to have that mindset, my sister. He doesn't want you to walk with that mindset, my brother, because that's power. That strips weapons out of the enemy's hand. That shuts the mouth of the accuser. That puts him in his place and under your feet. And he doesn't want that. So he's after your mindset. To be complacent. To be casual. And to wait. To wait. You can wait too long and what God was going to do will go right around you and he'll lead somebody else to those resources that are going to lay hold of them. Somebody's got to see his holiness in a new way tonight. That gives you power. Over the enemy. It's not intellectual. You're not going to figure it out. You're not going to sit there and nod your head and think about it long enough to all of a sudden the tumblers click into place. You're not going to fumble with your fingers until all of a sudden you go, oh, I think I got it. It comes from his presence. 
It comes from His presence. You've got to make your way in to His presence. And when you get there, He will make Himself known. He will reveal Himself to you. And when you leave that place, you will have a different mindset. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, bring wisdom, bring revelation, and the knowledge of Him. Let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, bring keys of revelation to your people right now. These are good people. These are people that are powerfully used of God. These are people that are called by your name. These are the elect. These are the anointed. These are your chosen people. Don't let them, oh God, by your mercy and grace, don't let them, oh God, be settled in their place with this same mindset. Let them shake themselves tonight and pour down the gifts and pour out the riches that they need. I pray that they open their hearts. Open their hearts to receive. When the Lord spoke this to me last week, I'll tell you what I did. I knew I would be telling it to you, and I was fearful. Because I have respect. But the Lord gives boldness. And I'll tell you what I did when this word came to me. I immediately declared 40 days of consecration. And I said, for the next 40 days, I'm putting my full attention on you. And I gave him some things that I was going to do and some other things. He said, no, you're not telling me what days you're not going to eat and what you're not doing that. He said, you're going to walk with me and I'm telling you what to do. You're not telling me I'm going to do one week of fasting and one week of media and one week of this. He said, no, 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 that's old. You're going to walk with me for 40 days and I'll tell you what to do. And I said, yes. There was, let me tell you something. There was, there's a call. I feel it so powerfully in my spirit. There is a deep call going out to people that are not satisfied with what usually happens, with what normally takes place, and where God has done things in the past as usual. There is a deep call for a relationship with Him that is superseding everything we've ever seen. And He's calling you right now. He called me while I was driving down the road. I was praying while I was driving. And the Lord spoke to me and He sometimes speaks to me in a vision. He showed me disciples. And it was strange, you understand. There were disciples literally going out to a lake in a boat. And I thought, wow, that's weird. And all of a sudden, when the disciples were headed that way to the lake in a boat, I recognized them as God's people. He was headed up to a mountain and he looked at me and said, are you coming? And I said, yeah, yes, sir. 
I'm coming. I don't care what they do. I'm coming with you. That's what he's asking. I'm going to get alone with you. I'm not waiting for anybody else. I don't care what they do, if they participate or don't participate. I'm going to go where you want me to go. I'm going to speak what you want me to say. I'm going to do exactly what you want me to do. I'm yours. You bought me with your own blood. I'm not my own, and you deserve my compliance. You deserve my cooperation. I'm not going to be intoxicated, and you have to shake sense into me and go, come on, are you listening? Come on, do you hear me? Come on, are you going to walk with me? Come on, are you going to change? Come on, are you going to follow me come on are you going to go after me I'm not going to be intoxicated I'm going to be sober I'm going to be alert I'm going to be vigilant and I'm going to go after the things of the spirit sanctify yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you Consecrate. Because where you are going, you have never been before. You don't know how to get where He is taking you. You don't know how to do what He's calling you to. And if you try this in the flesh, you will fail. You have to let go of everything that doesn't look like Him. Go after Him because you've never been this way before. You've never been this way before. The old ways will not work. Only he knows how to get around the traps of the enemy. Only he knows how to lead you to the resources he has provided. Break allegiance with anything that's not of God. Sanctify yourselves.
In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up and a train filled his temple and above it stood seraphim and each one had six wings and twain covered his face and with twain he covered his feet and with twain he did fly and one cried to another and said holy 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 is the lord of hosts and the whole earth is full of his glory and the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried and the house was filled with smoke and then I said woe is me for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for mine eyes have seen the king My eyes have seen the King. My eyes have seen the King. Can you see him? If you can't see him right now, you need to do whatever is necessary to get a clear vision of the glory of God right now. If you cannot see the glory of God, if you cannot feel the holiness of God right now, you need to do whatever is necessary to make your way into that throne room. You need to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. Whatever you've got to do, you've got to see the king. That's where your deliverance lies. That's where the victory is. That's where your fulfillment is. That's where your destiny is going to unfold. You've got to see the king. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth and call upon that name. If it's travail that's necessary, let Zion travail. But you've got to see the king. The Lord told me to give two different altar calls. And we're not even to the first one. You have first got to get to the place where you are in his throne room and you see the glory of God fresh and anew. That is my first call for you. You tonight, sir, have got to see the glory of God fresh and anew. You, my sister, right now have got to make your way into his presence and see the glory of God fresh and anew. That's only the first step. That's the first call. That's the first call. Are you going to go? Are you going to answer? Will your master stand bidding while you give no answer? 
Will you leave him with outstretched hands and leave him with a broken heart? Or will you answer his call? Getting into his presence is only the first call. He's calling you further. That's just the first call. He's calling you deeper. Don't walk away from here without seeing His glory. His glory is going to break the chains of the enemy in your family and in your life. His glory is going to break the power that the enemy has over your mind. He says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The spirit that's got dominion over you has got to change right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I take authority and dominion right now over every lying spirit, every seducing spirit, every perverted spirit that would lead your people in the wrong direction to stifle their mindset to pour water on the altar in the name of the Lord and I command freedom to come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ liberty 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 in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ give your mind to him the emphasis is on the heart and the mind. The Lord told me, tell my people, I need their heart and their mind. Their heart can't be far from me. Their mind can't be on other things. I need their heart and their mind. I need their heart and their mind. It's not a natural thing. It's not an educational thing. It's the spirit of your mind that has to be renewed. It is a spiritual thing. The spirit that governs and has dominion and guides must be the Holy Spirit. Every thought, every imagination... Give Him your mind. I'm going to be loyal. I'm going to be loyal.
When you make the first call, then you're ready for the second. Some of you aren't willing to go to the first call. Some of you are. But you've got to see His glory. You've got to see His glory. So far, I'm only able to share maybe about half of what the Lord spoke to me out of these four verses. But I'll just go ahead and give you the second call right now. And we'll let the Lord sort out the rest. When you feel like you have seen the glory of God fresh and new, now you are able to show somebody else the glory of God. How many people in here right now feel like you have just seen the glory of God fresh and anew? When you feel like you have, I want you to go and you pray with someone else right now. This is how we're going to end tonight. If you've got a need in here, whatever it is, spiritual, emotional, physical, I want you where you are, you can sit or stand, but just raise up your hand. And if you feel like you have seen the glory of God fresh and new, I want you to stand to your feet and go find someone that's got their hand up. And you're going to give him to them. You're going to go with a brand new mindset. You're going to go with a fresh revelation of who He is and who you are. He has imputed to you holiness while you're in His presence. Those things that He offers is what people need. Go to somebody else and let that flow to them. Be against whatever infirmity there is. Whatever affliction there is. Whatever struggle there is. Let them know I'm against that and I release the name of Jesus into this situation. Let the glory of God manifest in that situation. His holiness. When you've seen His glory, I don't have silver. I don't have gold. But what I've got, I can give to you. i got a fresh mindset. I know He's a way maker. I know He's a healer. I know He's a provider. He's a miracle worker. Nothing can stand in His presence because He's holy. His enemies have to be scattered because He's holy. Nothing can stand against Him because He's holy. He cannot be defeated because He's holy. Yes, He's omnipotent. Yes, He's all-powerful. Yes, He's omnipresent. But He doesn't call you to be everywhere all the time. He does call you to be holy. Be holy. Be what you saw. Replicate what you witnessed. Let the presence of God that you experienced manifest and be imparted to them. Give them that vision. Speak from the mindset of that revelation. That's when His kingdom comes and His will is done. 
Be loosed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I take authority and dominion over every sickness and disease. And I command healing to come to your body right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. According to his word. According to who I am and the anointing he's placed on my life as God's elect. I command freedom to come to you right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to have breakthrough. You're being set free. You're going to walk under the power of a new mindset and identity. You are the elect of God. He says, be holy. Be holy. Be holy. That's the same language. That's the same language as be made whole. That's the same language as arise and take up your bed and walk. That's the same language. Be, be, be. Yes, he's holy. He requires holiness. But that's what he imparts. When he says be holy, receive it. Be holy. It's complete. It's done. It's fulfilled. It's manifested. It speaks of miracles. Be holy. Be like He is. Let the glory of God be revealed. It is a manifestation of the kingdom of God. This is evidence that the kingdom of God has come upon you. This is evidence that the kingdom of God is here. This is evidence that Jesus Christ has lived, resurrected, and is alive. This is evidence that God is real. That holiness you feel, that glory that is here, that manifestation of the glory of God in this place is evidence of who He is. Redemption is possible because He's holy. Come on now. He gave the law to prove that there was sin. He shows and reveals His holiness to prove that there's redemption. You can be delivered because He's holy. You can be set free because He's holy. You can have a new mindset because He's holy. Be holy. Give them what He is. Give them what He gave you. Shame, you've got to leave right now in the name of the Lord. Jesus Christ, fear. We take authority and dominion over you and you've got to leave right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's not holy. If you are not submitted to the authority of Jesus Christ, you've got to leave right now. You've got to get up and you've got to go. You've got to get up and you've got to move out if you're not under His authority. Because he's holy. Every unholy mindset, every unholy lifestyle, every unholy thing that's embedded itself in your spirit, I command you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, be loosed. Get out of their life right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be holy. Be set free. Be delivered. Get a glimpse of him.
Read over Isaiah 6. Take a look at Revelation 4. He's high and lifted up. When you get into his presence, there's thunder and lightning. It shakes when you get in his presence. When you get into his presence, there's nothing unclean. His holiness, it is not contaminated by this world. His holiness is not impeded by this fallen world. Come on, enter into his gates. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Come on, somebody enter into his courts with praise. 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 Be free in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be free. Be free. It's creative language. B is creative language. He said, For it is written. That means it's already established. It is already settled. When you want to show the enemy whose side you're on, replicate what you saw in the throne room and demonstrate that and release that. B means to produce, create, to set in order, establish, make alive, and cause the miraculous. Be made whole. Be Ye holy. When you get that mindset, you break the power of the enemy and manifest the kingdom of God. There's hope in that holiness. It says deliverance is possible. Just take a look at him one more time. And tell me if you think it's impossible. How can the enemy convince you that you're unclean when you get a revelation that he imputed his holiness to you? How can the enemy accuse you when you get a revelation of the holiness he has given you? Why do you think the blood of Jesus is so powerful? Because it reinstates holiness in your life. The blood breaks the power of sin and reinstates holiness so the kingdom of God can be manifested. Come on, don't let him steal your mindset. You're going deeper right now. I see soldiers rising up. I see chains falling off. The prison door is going to open up when you get a revelation of that glory.
and see his holiness. The enemy's got no power over you, ma'am. You might as well lift up your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Because the second you do, when you lift your hands, you listen. When you lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus, you're going to be set free. You may as well just lift him up and give him praise. Because when you do, the power of God is going to settle upon you and you are going to be free. If you want that, lift up your hands. Enter into his gates and thank him. Thank him. Thank him. He's making you holy. No weapon formed against you can prosper with that mindset. If you let him change your mindset, any old trap will do. But when you get that mindset, no weapon formed can stop you. Come on, there's breakthrough in here tonight. There's liberty in this place tonight.